This is the American Artson Podcast, where our goal is to spark creativity. Whether you're a musician, an artist, a writer, or an entrepreneur, we're here to provide you with tools, tips, and insight from professionals and creatives that you can use to inform and inspire your own journey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the American Arson Podcast. Uh, today, we have Chris Dyer on, and he is the host of the On the Radar podcast. Um, and it's a, a really cool music podcast that has a unique format. So we're interested in, in kind of picking his brain. Yeah, a good, good while before the whole uh, coronavirus thing hit, uh, we actually had the opportunity to go down to his studio down there uh, and record some with him. Uh, record an episode is really cool. Um, had us play a live set and then did an interview in studio, which was really unique, something we hadn't done before. But yeah, you'll get get to hear more about that from him. Absolutely. And even if you are not a podcaster or aren't interested in, in starting a, a podcast, I think he'll have some good insight into how to find your niche in a crowded market, which um, is definitely absolutely know, music podcast is definitely a, a crowded market. And then how to pivot when there's unexpected things like a global <laughs> pandemic. So uh, yeah. all right, cool. Let's, Minor details. Yeah, just little little things like that. Okay, well, let's jump in with Chris. Well, Chris, how are you doing today, man? Good. How are you? Um, not too bad. Hanging in there. Yeah. It's uh, a <laughs> Rona's. Yeah, Rona's are running wild. I know. Seriously, and that. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about talk about that because I I it seems like it's caused a little bit of a pivot in your show. But before we get to that, yeah. you you want to you want to just give everybody a rundown of uh, of who you are and what your show is all about. I'm a loud, bald man out of Toledo, Ohio. Uh, I am I am a radio personality. Uh, uh, I have a couple of morning shows. Uh, I, I, I am the morning show host uh, uh, on our rock uh, station, 100.7 The Zone out of Toledo. Uh, I do uh, middays, 10 a.m. to 3 on, uh, on our classic rock station, Toledo, 94.5 XKR. I occasionally hop on and do work on our top 40 station. It's uh, Q105. When I'm not on air, uh, making uh, bad jokes and intro and outroing the same five songs you hear every day. Right. Um, I uh, I uh, am the digital coordinator and assistant promotion director for Cumulus Media in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, so I handle the social media, the websites. I help uh, build the promotions, contests, and things like that. When I'm not yakking on the radios, I'm yakking on podcasts, and I host podcasts, <laughs> which, the, uh, which these two fine gentlemen uh, have been on. It's called the On the Radar Podcast. It features Absolutely. music. Uh, interviews and studio performances with acts coming to through and from the greater Midwestern areas. I work with um, a handful of local studios, uh, recording studios out of here in Northwest Ohio and the surrounding areas. And I, I bring acts in. We kind of get inside the, the heads of these guys and gals and ask uh, kind of like the why of why they do what they do mm-hmm. and, uh, and everything. And uh, they, they play a couple sometimes studio performances uh, and as as Evan said that um, with with the coronavirus going on, I I had to make a, a a slight pivot in the show. So I've been starting to call what I call my home editions because I'm broadcasting live from my home in Toledo, Ohio, right. in my uh, <laughs> in my uh, in my stu- in my office. Um, and uh, I uh, I've been starting to do more interviews with acts that like the podcast, have met me, or you know traveling through, or 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 have heard me from somewhere, and they're like, hey, we want to come on, but we, we can't travel right now due to everything. Right. Uh, so we do it over yeah. Zoom and uh, and then they supply me a track and then uh, we go from there. So and that's been kind of interesting. Um, I, I miss the face to face. I miss the interactions. Mm-hmm. I've started to do it again with, you know, Ohio area bands. Um, but it's it's very odd, much like everything else going on. Yeah. And then <laughs> uh, and then when I'm not doing all that, I, uh, I, I play with my new puppy and uh i'm married uh and uh yeah and that's uh, that's about it that's me in a nutshell awesome the the, the minor things yeah yes. <laughs> how so how long have how long has uh on the radar been going on for it has gone on for about three years now as a podcast mm-hmm. before then it was a local radio show that i did on our our on our rock station 100.7 okay. zone um it was it, we started with a, a local promotion company years back and um, they were like, hey, we want to – because this radio station, The Zone, has had a history of, like, 
coming on and then coming off again due to you know money corporate yeah. situations flip-flopping formats things like that with radio um so it's come back and gone and come back and gone and it used to be in a higher frequency higher power and bigger reach and now it's just kind of metro toledo okay um so like back in the heyday there there used to be a, a like a local uh weekly local show and uh, when uh-huh. I kind of got the reins on it, this is before I was fully into radio and doing on air. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I was working with a local promotion company and they're like, Hey, we want to do a show. We want to call it on the radar. We will play music from acts that, are, that we're booking that are coming to town and then we'll hook and then we'll hook you up with interviews. We'll do a national artist and then we'll do a local artist. Yeah. That's how I kind of started building uh, my relationships with uh, the music scenes around here. And then when the radio station went away a few years back, uh, I thought the best idea to continue doing this. And like the promotion company, like within a year of the show, like pulled out because it couldn't pay the bill basically. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, luckily my bosses in corporate were like, yeah, you you keep on doing the show. It seems like it's a good following. This is not going to hurt anything. It's, one hour on a Sunday night at six, they'll be fine. Excuse me. Oh, when you talk <laughs> a lot and then you drink seltzer water, it's kind of a bad idea. So, uh, the perfect combination. What are you? Talking I know, about? right? Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm a professional. Uh, and um, so I I decided that like the perfect idea for this because I'm like concentrating more on like traveling acts, local music, giving giving these bands a stage because at the end of the day, like having your music played on the radio, no matter how big or small it is, it's a cool, <laughs> Yeah. like regardless. Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, I decided to make it a podcast. So I worked with uh, one of the studios, a guy named Steve Warser. He was a great guy. He's uh, worked in bands uh, out of the Midwest, uh, most recently uh, in a band called Secret Space. It's no longer a thing. And then uh, he has now a new project called Cult Power, and he, he records bands himself. So I, I kind of hooked up with him and another guy named uh, Dean Tartaglia, uh, also Secret Space, uh, now uh, on a project called Rover. And he's also a, uh, when he's not doing music, music he's, a, he's a PR guy uh, for bands with his uh, company, okay. Little Star PR. Oh, nice. So I, I decided to like bring bands in and like, I love the idea of like those audio tree sessions yeah. or the... yeah. The, the BBC one radio performances in England. Super cool. Um, I always love the idea. So like, I'm like, let's bring, let's bring band in. Let's, let's like kind of talk to them about stuff. Excuse me. And then um, let's have them record a couple of studio sessions, like these live raw style sessions. And they yeah. can be yeah. like f- full band or acoustic or stripped down or something fun or different. And then from there, I it's grown from not just Toledo. Then I started reaching out to more bands mm-hmm. and a larger area yeah. and a larger area and working with, you know, different labels, um, you know, Face Down Records. I recently just <laughs> did some work with Tragic Hero, uh, Take oh, nice. This to Heart, uh, yep. you know, uh, Spartan Records. You know, I, I've reached out to some of these bands and these, these labels in vogue for a handful of them. Yep. And I go, hi, I'm this guy from Toledo. I want to interview this band. <laughs> This is what we do. This is the history. Can we do something? Yeah. And sometimes they're like, cool, yeah, let's do something. And sometimes they're like, eh, we're not interested. <laughs> um, and then it's just kind of grown and grown. And like uh, now we, we are 80 some episodes in. Awesome. We wow. do we do uh, like two to three a month. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, we, we you just, you know, we're, we're really trying to get like some more acts and traveling acts and i work with now four different studios out of northwest ohio okay um so like i i if one band like kind of works well with one producer or like if if it's a last minute thing i have like a multitude of people i can contact so i work with um i work with uh i unfortunately i don't work with steve warser anymore nothing nothing bad happens just he got super busy (laughs) with his recording schedule so i was like you know hey that's fine we still keep in contact i work with a guy uh named uh pat sheckett he has a home studio called underhill recordings i work with um uh, travis guyman uh out of waterville who you guys worked with on our episode Mm -hmm. uh bigfoot Bigfoot studios it was really Um, rad yeah, it was a it was a fun time, and then uh, I, I work with another studio that's uh, on the rise in a home base studio. Uh, to a couple of two guys, uh, 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 Michael Jones and Mark Miller. 
uh, and they, they have a rising studio, a home studio called Bike Rack Records. And then I just uh, hooked up with another guy uh, out of Waterville, Ohio, uh, called Laser Light Recording Studio. And it's, again, another, like, home-based studio, um, you know, because a lot of these studios are not, like, an actual, like, when you think music studio, like, studio space. Yeah. It's just, like, a lot of home studios. Yeah. I remember even that one, like, in the, the one that we were in, just being in that building behind a couple, like, it, it was really cool. Like, it was definitely it, i mean it was a lot more spacious and like really built up inside than you would have like expected just driving down that little alleyway and 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 going right past it you would never know that there was that whole studio right inside that that little back door building it was a uh, super cool and he and and when i first met travis like that that's his second studio space his first studio space when i first met him was in his family's home in the basement. Yeah. Like, and, and, <laughs> and, and then from there yeah. it's, it, it like it grew. And then like just this past weekend on this, uh, the time of this recording, like just this past weekend, I was in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, working with the, the, the good people at tragic hero records and their studio space. Cause in their, the, in that building, it's like a big office building and they have a big room. That's the recording studio for it's called for superior sound. And then they have mm-hmm. their offices for like tragic hero and their classic rock label and take this to heart. And then like a kitchen space area, and a yeah. lounge area. Like it was super nice. Like super that was cool. like, when, when you think music studio, you think you go to that, like you go to a building. And it's like this huge space and yeah. giant <laughs> board and like yeah. everything. Yeah. It was, it was a really cool experience. I'm very excited to release that episode in a couple that's of weeks. That's awesome so that is awesome yeah that's really cool so the the uh the music podcast landscape it's it's very it's a very saturated um obviously there's tons of music podcasts and then even within subgenres, um there uh there are so many music podcasts and i think one of the things that really makes on the radar stand out um is that live performance aspect you said you kind of drew on inspiration from audio tree and, and things like that is was was it an intentional decision to try to differentiate yourself from other music podcasts out there or was it just something that seemed cool at the time both um i i i love the idea of and not only that just like radio stations nowadays don't have like artists come in and do like live studio performances unless you're like a bigger yeah. station yeah so like being a radio guy, I barely have that opportunity to do that. Now I I've started to do that on my morning show pre coronavirus. Mm. I bring in a local artist in, and it's usually like a small setup, or if it's a band, it's like four guys sharing a couple of three like three microphones, but like everything's acoustic and or like a small very small amp that it's not too loud, so like another studio is not going to get get right, complaints right. that I'm playing music. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> And even that idea is just like so foreign to them nowadays in radio modern times. Like you, you expect that in like LA and Chicago and New York and like the big station, not like Toledo, Ohio, some mm-hmm. Midwest, you know, area. You, you don't expect like live music on the radio. Like yeah, what? Yeah. It's, it's wild. <laughs> so I, I love that idea. So when I decided to make the podcast, I was like, I love the idea of like live performances. Like, I want to have the idea of like, if you're going to see these people live, what in the realm would they sound like? Because an album is so, it can be at times so hyper, you know, uh, perfect. Yes. That like, so too, is almost too clean. Yeah. Yeah. And you lose kind of that rawness. There's nothing wrong with that. It, you know, the album is like your best footboard is your, is your digital, um, business card yeah, it is, yeah. it is your business card. Like, hey, we're a band. This is our music. Like that, and it's the same as a this business card. This is what card. we can do. Here's here's what we're capable of. Kind of a yes. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided that I'm like, I want that raw feel, and I want it to be audio. I, and and I'm a purist when it comes to podcasts because I I I don't necessarily go the video route. While it could benefit what we our podcast is it does it would only in my opinion benefit the audio like the performance part not necessarily the talking part 
And a lot of people like will still do video podcasts with talking and everything. And that's fine. Cause you want to see the people's emotions. You want to see the weird hand motions yeah. that I've been doing throughout this talking, <laughs> you know, or, you your awesome see the posters. Yeah. or my yeah, awesome posters in the background of all the goofy nerdy yeah. shit I have. <laughs> um, but at, at the same time, like I got into radio for the audio. I, I, I truly believe that if you strip everything away and you just have the message, you are concentrating more on the message. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. matter. doesn't matter who is saying it, what their influence mm-hmm. is, you know, how much money they make, what they look like. It, it doesn't matter. It, you're hearing the message. And that's why radio is important to me. Not only that, and just the music platform as well. The, the combination of just like, you know, you have music and then talk and then the message that you have to pay attention to and listen and concentrate and see what they're doing on. And it's, and, and, you have to be a decent talker to be interesting. Yeah. That's a good point. So you have to, you have that, all that combination. So when you move that to a podcast platform, you, you want to stand out, you know, everybody can review an album. Everybody like can, can talk with a band. Mm-hmm. So how do you make your, your product, you know, my, like my podcast, how do I stand on the radar out off in its own? Well, we got a weird, loud, bald guy who calls himself a vegetable talking to <laughs> rad dudes and dudettes about things. And then we have, you know, a couple of cool performances in the middle of the podcast. Like in an hour podcast, you'll have like 20, 25 minutes of talk, three, three minute song, more talk, another song, and then the yeah. end. Yeah. Now, do you awesome. ever find that bands are resistant just because, like you said, uh, you know, the, the industry is moving more and more towards a polished product. Uh, and, you know, something when I grew, grew up that might have been called uh, overproduced back then now would just be totally normal. And so, you know, as a band, uh, there might be a little bit of consternation when you know, I'm going in here to record this. I don't have a whole lot of shots at it. It's essentially going to be a live version of what I can do. Are, are there bands that... Um, that are concerned with that or have, have you not really found that? I found that a couple uh, of uh, bands that are a little concerned about it. Um, even in just in minor talks where I'm trying to set up an interview, mm-hmm. I tell them what we do and what we expect. And they're like, you know, our band, you know, doesn't really necessarily do live. Can we just throw you a track? I only do that as like a last ditch effort. Right. But, and that's usually for a band that's like, time-wise wouldn't make it out or whatever or like in the in the style of my home editions that i do over zoom they can't studio perform over zoom i mean you can try but it'll just sound like shit yeah um (laughs) so i just i rather have like a track that they they choose and that they they feel comfortable supplying with Mm -hmm. and then we go from there um and and that and that's uh, and that's fine uh, by me. But you know, a lot of bands are are, are are sometimes a little iffy about the idea. But I'm I, but at the same time, like if if you're willing to play this music in front of people, you know, why why us recording a live cut of you doing it be such an issue? Yeah. Um, and then on the flip side, people would be more than happy to like perform, but they're scared to death to talk. Really? It's super quiet. Oh my God. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so funny to me how many people get overly nervous. In, and this is just in general mm-hmm. doing an interview on radio or doing a, a podcast uh, about things. And radio, that, you know, they think it's really big and, and it's it can be intimidating. But what I'm, hopefully, this doesn't sound egotistical, but like I, I'm very fortunate that. I've had people when they do, they've done interviews with me, they go, I felt very comfortable with you. Yeah. Because the way we're talking should be the same way as the interview on radio. Yeah. Hey, what are you, what are you doing? What, what's your product? What's your thing? Tell me about it. And you're like, Oh, I, it's ABCDEFG. I was going to cool. say, that's one thing I, I remember when we came down and did that podcast of like how, how well it was done in terms of feeling conversational. And I was just talking to Evan about this actually, when we were talking about, you know, kind of starting this podcast and like the different podcasts we listen to or the different radio shows we listen to of like, I I prefer to hear that more natural conversational kind of tone. And even that, and I I was going to ask like, um, 
even even with that and keeping that kind of a, a feel a natural feel with it still being able to dig into kind of the deeper stuff and i remember like when we were there some of the questions you asked us weren't we're a little we're a little deeper than your your typical surface level like oh so you're a two-piece what's that like right. which like like obviously like we covered all the basics we covered the you know like who are your top th- influences like the the cool neat little facts that people want to hear but that you get asked all the time but still we're able to dive into kind of more what's behind the music like you were saying the message and like you know whether it was our you know mental experiences or personal experiences emotional spiritual or whatever it, it may be um and dive past kind of the surface level stuff was that something you knew kind of through your experience and going into this that you wanted to to do through the show too of like you know give people the little tidbits of interesting information about the artist but also kind of peel the curtain back a little bit more than normal i had a problem when i first started um that i was doing my my podcast interviews like radio interviews you know, like short, sweet, kind of get to the point right. and not like, and it was very like question, answer, question, answer, very stiff, Yeah. Um, which radio is. And, and it was actually thanks to doing more and more podcasting, we actually developed my on-air style more. So I'm not a stiff, I'm more relaxed, you know, and uh, in the, thankfully, like in the, in the genres that I do most of my work with uh, on radio, I could be a little bit more flexible on time. So if I'm going on a point with something interesting or something ridiculous, whatnot, I can go minute, minute and a half, two minutes tops. But like, if I'm on my top 40 station, one minute chunk, get to the the meat and potatoes, get in, get out. Yeah. Um, with the podcast and, and, and what Jesse said that, um, you know, I, I wanted to, the more I did it, the more I was developed, you know, the more I wanted to like, needle in and i don't know when i started doing more needling in i think it was like after a year uh, you know i i was talking to some of the acts and i was and like they were getting on a subject and i kind of just like kept pushing and pushing mm-hmm. and pushing and see where i can go and see what i can do and now maybe, maybe i'm giving away some of the secrets a little bit but i i want <laughs> to know some of the things that make you squirm a little bit some of the yeah. things that you're you're okay because like it, it gives you a more fleshed out idea of who this 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 person is, who's this act, who's this person, and why should I care? Right. And you know, it, and it, and it fleshed it out like the the act that I just did recently, a band called Morning in May, out of Cleveland. Uh, they were super excited that at the end of it, they were like. Thank you for telling, asking us good questions. Yeah. Because like they were yep. so used to, like you said, like the same, like, oh, where did you grow up? What's your favorite color? What do you like to eat? <laughs> and while some of those things are interesting, like I'll always ask about like the origins of the band because duh. But then I started asking like, why do music? Why do this, this, this brand? Why talk about this? Why go to the, why, 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 why? Because what is the reason for all of this stuff? Why did you decide to do something, take a, take an idea out of your, your head and put it to pen, paper, iPad, whatever, and then put tones to it, put beats to it, and then put it out in the world. Yeah. There, there, there is, there is a point where you decided to take an idea and put yourself out there in such a vulnerable state. So I want to know, why did you do that? Why did you put yourself out there? And what are the reasons behind it? Because if the more and more people want to know some of the background, the deep background of what your stuff is, I feel like the more and more reason they'll go, I want to check these guys out. I want to listen to this album. I want to pre-order it. I want to do this. I want to see them live. I want to support the shirt. I want to support, especially being artists in the Midwest and entertainers in the Midwest where we already get a bad rap because apparently we were just covered in corn. Um, (laughs) We, we are filled with so much artistic capabilities that nobody would know until you break out more, you know, you know, guys like Slipknot or 21 Pilots or whatever, they're on these small little corn-fed towns and nobody gives shit about. 
Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden they blow up and everybody's like, oh, they're from Ohio? Pfft, whatever. Ohio. <laughs> huh? yeah. You know, but no, it's more than that. It's it's that's why I wanted to like needle my way in and try to get more into and make and and see the nuts and bolts and see how the sausage is made because I wanted to know where we can go and why the music such strikes such a chord with people and it should strike a chord in some sort of fashion. So do you intentionally then choose guests um, to come on where you feel like there's something behind the curtain? Because obviously this is not to disparage, um, you know, genres or types of music, but there are some people who make music strictly to entertain and that is the purpose of that music. And there's not a whole lot behind the curtain. And that's what they think about when they create a song is how can I get the most people to listen to this? And and uh, and then there's other artists who are extremely thoughtful with what they put in to um you know to their songwriting uh so does that come into play when you're when you're selecting guests i like to select guests that are doing something they're they're moving the needle in some sort of fashion um maybe they recently got signed maybe they're getting a lot more followers maybe they're on tour maybe they're doing something i want to know why they're moving the needle again that's the big question of why i'm doing this it's it's the why now sometimes i have reached out to x that I, I, I've heard like the stories and whatnot. And I want to know why, and I want to put them, uh, I want to put them to light. One of the best ones that I've done, uh, one of my top favorites because uh, of content wise, mm-hmm. not, uh, uh, not just because of guests or, or, you know, or clout or whatnot, it just content wise, uh, was a guy named, uh, uh, Ashley Nunley. Um, he goes under the stage name with his band Paco is desperate. Yeah. He is a, yeah. Re- he is a recovered, heroin addict legally died for five minutes while overdosing on heroin. Oh my gosh. And I, and I, I knew somewhat of the story about him. Like I only heard like rumors and whatnot. And I, I go, I want to know this story. I want to put a story out there. I want, I, I want not only because his music was good is because I, I also really wanted to tell the tale. Um, you know, I don't know necessarily when this is coming up, but maybe by the time it's come out, I recently did a home edition with a band out of Chicago called Broken Robots. Come to find out, which I did not know about this going in until I maybe started researching a little bit, the two out of the three members of the band, the, the husband and wife in the, in the trio, are convicted felons due to oh. drugs. Wow. Uh, that and and they were arrested and and you know had to do time and they had to Jeez. you know convicted. They're they're felons technically in the eyes of the law. They're felons, but they put out some incredible music and their story was beautiful. And like they and I wanted it, the more and more we talked about it, it was less about the music but less but more about their story and their stance. And in this political and social climate, I thought it was a perfect timing. I didn't go into it going these guys are going to tell a great story or whatever. No, mm-hmm. I I just go. These guys are red. Their music's red. This is kind of interesting. I want to dive more into it. Lo and behold, I got an incredible interview that I was not I, – I, my expectations were through the roof. And I have pretty solid expectations with every right. <laughs> and, and And, you know, I, and I want to know more. You know, when I, when I, you know, my buddy Ryan, you know, introduced me to you guys, I listened to music. I was like, wow, this is incredible. Let's get them on there. These guys and, are all right. Yeah. <laughs> They're okay. Yeah, these guys are all right. I got super excited when I got the email today that 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 the 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 uh, the, the pre uh, the the uh, the pre sale stuff has shipped. I'm like, yes. Well, thank you for <laughs> so supporting pumped. us, man. We yes. appreciate that. Of course, and thank um, you. and uh, I uh, I wanted to uh, you know, I I I get every guest on here. It's not always because they like to reach out to me or label clout or whatever, I did something that's interesting about here. There's something that's sparking my interest. And whether they've been a band for decades or whether they've just a new project that's kind of, you know, gained some popularity, you know, I, I want to know more because in the end of the day, I'm a fan mm-hmm. and I want to do more and I want to support it. And I'll buy the t-shirt, I'll buy the album, I whatever. You know, I, I think it's super cool to do uh, some of that stuff. And I'm, and I'm glad because, you know, if I, I want to know why I'm reaching out because I want to learn more and then in doing so and recording that and then putting that out on a platform, I'm hoping that at least one other person will go, this is interesting. 
I want to check out more about these guys and what and what they did. And then if they like what they heard or they like the answers or there's something in the, the episode that gained you another listener, another T-shirt bought, uh, bought, something like that, then I've done my job. It's the idea of like, and I've been saying this phrase so much as of late, rising tides raises all ships. Yeah. Because your success will become my success, which will become somebody else's success. Like it's all interconnected. And at the end of the day, we're all trying to just get something out there because everything is so saturated and everything and everybody's doing a podcast nowadays and everybody's doing a music podcast or whatever. But you, you got to do at least a little bit of something to kind of kind of be interesting enough for people to stop and go, I'm going to give you my hour of my time. Yeah, absolutely. To listen. Yeah, I, I know I personally am subscribed to a whole bunch of podcasts and there's just not enough time in the day to listen to all of them, especially now that I don't have my hour, uh, which is doubled to turn into two hours commute uh, every day. It's a, it's a little bit more difficult. But <laughs> I think one thing that we experience uh, a lot as a band is um, is sort of rooted in the in the whole like shut up and shut up and play kind of kind of thing is that we have this. um we have this poll where we know we've got 30 minutes on the stage. And if we use five minutes over the course of that 30 minutes talking, that's 25 minutes you know, that we get to play. That's a whole five, song yeah, that we have to cut. Like, that's five minutes out. That's 25 minutes of music that we get to play. Whereas if we don't talk, then we've got 30. So, you know, as bands, and I know I've talked to other bands like this, and, and we've done this a lot. We talk about how, how can we minimize the amount of time that we are saying things into the microphone and let the music sort of speak for itself but then you get these questions you get people that are interested in asking i know when we were we were on with you you were asking about the messages behind some of our songs and we get an opportunity to share that and i know as a music fan yeah. i want to know what's behind the songs and so when you you know when you're willing to ask those pointed questions and and drive a little bit deeper um, sometimes it's stuff that bands just really haven't got an opportunity to talk about very much because it's not going to happen on the stage unless you're willing to sacrifice that playtime. Even sometimes after the stage, like you, we may have people that come up to our merch table and like chat a little more. Like, in fact, we we make it a point to like the one of the, one of the couple small tidbits that we do talk in our set is telling people to come hang out with us after come meet us come have a conversation with us but even then like you're in a music video chances are we weren't the last band that played so then music starts again so like you you can maybe dive a little deeper into like meeting someone getting their name like having them ask you like oh i loved this song like what's this is that really touched me because of this which is really cool but we don't like you said, get to dive as deep into that as maybe we would want, you know, love to, you know, explain to people that are interested or that want to hear. So it's really cool to have, especially podcasts like yours, where like you said, like you said, like you, you want to needle a little more, you know, you want to get behind, you know, the meaning and the message like that allow us to, to kind of let that out and then are able to say like, Hey, you know, we can have these individual conversations and explanations with people, but we can also point them in the direction of this really cool podcast interview that we just did that just, you know, now we don't have to answer to, the same question 50 times. Just yeah, like, go exactly. Listen to, go listen to the podcast. <laughs> you know, like somebody messages us, what's this song about? You know what? Just go watch this video. Now, well, like, I mean, that's not always a situation, but it does like give us that ability to point people in the direction of like, we can have a conversation and Hey, if you want to hear even more about it, we can't talk to you for an hour, but you know, we talked to Chris for an hour. So like, you know, go check that out. Like, you know, so it is really, really useful even on a practical sense. It's uh, the idea of uh, bands that need to shut up and play is, is nonsense to me. I think everybody, <laughs> every band needs to, 
stand for something, especially now. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I, I found it funny that like real people are getting upset because of Rage Against the Machines lyrics. And I'm like, you're not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Said, what do you think? What machine do you think they were raging against? The, the I dishwasher? Saw someone that had screenshotted like a, a thread of comments where someone had commented on one of their videos of like a live performance where he was just like speaking out against stuff. And they're like, something, I, I'm paraphrasing phrasing like i can't remember the exact wording i'd have to look back at the meme someone just like quoted the meme was literally just said lol and it was a live rage against the machine video and you're like did this guy just stop talking so much like just play your music like you're a musician when did you become a politician and they and someone underneath it was like have you ever listened to this band before (laughs) (laughs) it just it's just so ridiculous and like now like everything is so hypersensitive uh, I'm not saying like it's PC culture and everything. I think we should have absolute rights for people and, and races and sexualities and everything, as long as it's not hurting Absolutely. anybody or hindering somebody else's progress process or progress in anything. I think we should, we should talk about it, but in the era of social media, you know, everybody wants to paint everything in one broad stroke. And it's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Every situation is different. Every situation needs a different set of eyes and everything. And the 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 Twitter mob mentality. And and I know it, and Twitter's notorious for canceling quote unquote <laughs> people. Mm-hmm. It, and 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 sometimes it is worth it. Hey, this person's being a scumbag. Or hey, this person said something years ago, but has now changed and and, and make sure that they didn't say it again. They can openly say, yeah, I made a mistake. Yeah, you know, I want to learn from it and move on. And yeah. I feel like everybody should at least get in most cases there's an asterisk with that there's most cases everybody should get a second chance to to better themselves but if you keep falling into the same rhythm then okay then yes you can get canceled whatever <laughs> but the idea of just like not being able to vocalize what you feel because every because obviously we all want to go out and they go you see what the fuck is going on in this world? Our government's shit, you know. People <laughs> yeah. are getting killed for no re- fucking reason, you know. People can't get equal rights. We have a global pandemic, you know. We want to go out on our porch and fucking yell at, out our out to a, into the world about it. And yeah. I'm sorry if I'm not supposed to cuss or whatnot. I just no, it's, you're fine. You're good. Good. But you're that's totally fine. fine. But instead of doing that, instead of us just going nuts and just yelling, we harness that energy we 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 put lyrics and metaphors and things into it and jams and riffs and beats and whatnot and then we put out something to to not only is there therapy for us but it could be therapy for somebody else to feel what's going on so they can kind of possibly connect the dots and then if you want to dive in more you can dive in more whether it's a podcast interview whether it's a one-on-one conversation and everything and then you can express more about what's going on and and communication builds and builds and builds the face-to-face communication is unfortunately starting to become a lost art um zoom like this especially during this pandemic helps okay but like you don't get necessarily you lose something in without being in front of everybody yeah. you lose that kind of that energy you're feeding off of and that 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 face to face and not in like necessarily a bad way feeding off of each other uh, in an angrily way but you just you know you harness the room and and you see you know how people talk you know zoom or like these online con- conversations are not bad because it makes you stop and listen to yeah. what they're saying and kind of maybe develop your idea and what you think of the, you know, how you're going to react of what they're going to say. And then maybe, you know, go off of that. Um, there's good and bad things about everything. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Social media is a great tool for what it is, but in days it's, it's, it's a tool, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it, much like a hammer, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to hammer everything. I mean, you can, but you're not going to, it's not going to do the great job. Might not right. work out for you. Yeah, exactly. So social media should not be the end all be all to about everything. You know, you know, I, I've yeah. tried more and more now to post less and less about serious things because it doesn't matter what I'm going to say. <laughs> Somebody's going to read it in a different tone coming from their point of view and they're not going to understand where I'm coming from. And then it'll be a whole big fucking thing and i'm just very reactionary exactly no people don't people don't in the same way i guess they don't in person but much more so there's 
a lot less thinking before speaking or, you know, thinking through, okay, this is where this person's coming from, or maybe where are they coming from and why would they have said this? And, and like you said, like, it, I think it's important, like it can do some good, like, you know, there's, it gives some people a voice maybe to speak out against certain issues or to bring certain scumbags to light that maybe wouldn't have gotten the attention you know or you know especially you know we see the celebrity culture where someone comes out that had been suppressed for so long but now is is able to get the word out um via social media but at the same time like on a on a much smaller scale when it's just people like you know you me evan whoever like posting on our personal accounts like just day-to-day stuff like you have someone that maybe posts something about a certain matter that's going on and then all of a sudden there's hundreds of comments of people just lashing out at each other and not not even intelligently not like uh hey i strongly disagree with you here's why i think you're wrong but in a very inhumane kind of like Ah, yeah. Do do you find that most artists are excited to to dive a little bit deeper and and peel that layer back, or is that is that sometimes uncomfortable? I'm always the type of person with the mentality if it's in if it, if something is uncomfortable, it's because nobody's had done it before. <laughs> um. So if if my interviews or my questioning is is making someone uncomfortable. I mean, that's not my intention, but at the same time, you know, that's how you grow. It's got those uncomfortable, get in those uncomfortable spots and learn more about it. Um, I, I feel like people are excited. They, they, they like, uh, you know, whether they, they've learned secondhand of my work or they, they're a fan of my work or they just want to be me being part of the PR machine nowadays. That, you know, I'm starting to get more and more emails and, and I'm on like PR lists for, you know, press releases for artists. And That's awesome. They may, and then, you know, they may, I may have interest in them or I may not. Um, it, it's a lot harder right now because nobody Nobody's traveling and nobody's yeah. moving around. So I, I won't have an opportunity to contact these people on their, you know, tour or whatnot. Um, but I, I, I hope to feel that they're, they're excited to do something. And, and I feel like, you know, if you're going to talk more about what they're doing and, and then the day people want to talk about themselves and par- talk about their art, whether it's, you know, radio, podcasting, music, music, physical art you know their passion or whatever you know i i when i first started doing the podcast i wasn't a fan of podcasting because then (laughs) i i was i was too busy listening on how they produce their their stuff and not necessarily with the content ones okay and and then later i i started to turn that kind of that that in you know that little thing inside of my head off and i kind of just like rolled the punches so i listened to a like a lot more like potpourri type stuff i listen to a lot, a lot of my friends and their 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 podcasts that you know while in my professional realm of listening to sounds for a living and talking around sounds you know may not be the best it's still entertaining to me because a i want to support them and b i think it's super fun yeah. I, I listen to that and i also listen to like a lot more like pro wrestling related things because i'm a fan or i i recently got hip to um uh, an old pro wrestler that I was a fan of on the independent scene. And I actually really kind of interacted with him on, on the internet. And then he's gotten a job with the world wrestling entertainment now. And uh, I thought it was super cool. And a buddy of mine, like got to work with him on one summer internship and he saw a photo of me and him together. And they're like, wait, you two know each other. <laughs> and apparently that wrestler remembered me from the independent days. Oh, cool. And I was like, wow, that's, that's awesome. So like, I listened to it. He started a new uh, podcast about relationship stuff with his real life girlfriend, who's also a pro wrestler. So I thought oh, wow. it was super cool. Huh. Yeah, um, there's a niche. So that, like, <laughs> there's a niche that probably hasn't been covered. <laughs> Two pro wrestlers talking yeah. about relationship issues. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. So it's 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 super fun, and um, you know, it's just stuff like that. I like it gets to the point where I like to just like turn turn myself uh off from things and just like kind of laugh around or like have white noise when i'm working on you know behind the scenes stuff for the radio station some data entry things some boring things that when you think in the world of radio it's not it's more than just being on air there's a lot more things and moving parts to it and some are not glamorous 
excuse me, uh, some, some of the things that, you know, they may not uh, tell you when someone wants to get into radio. They think, oh, I'm going to get radio. I'm going to talk for a living and I'm just going to go. And boy, is that wrong. And uh, I, it took me, I've been in the industry for 11 years. It'll be 11 years this August. Um, and boy, have I, I've done so much to the point where like, and there's still so much more I can do, but I've learned every skill to like hone myself more. And then I use those skills for like podcasting and radio. Like I, I become almost like a bridge because radio is very structured. Um, and, and podcasting is kind of a wild, wild west. Yeah. So like I'm kind of the bridge between the two because I have this structured like mentality, but I'm going into a world with no structure. So I'm kind of like free forming it. It's like Play-Doh. It's like, <laughs> it's like audio Play-Doh. That's what I'm creating right now. And, and I'm creating a shape into something that's more solid. Um, so I can bring my, my structuredness, my, my, my so-called professionalism, the sound quality and how I, you know, interwoven those, you know, audio songs in between talking or find like a certain good stopping point in the episode to play a song and then kind of dive into it. Like just the flow of it seems a little bit easier yeah. in a sense. Yeah. Well, awesome. As we kind of start to wind down a little bit here, if, uh, if you could, talk to somebody who's interested. And like you said, everybody's got a podcast now. A lot of people are starting podcasts or, or you know, um, or YouTube channels or, uh, you know, different creative outlets like that. If you could speak to somebody who is interested in starting maybe a podcast, uh, whether it's about music or something else, you know, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's in that boat? First off, just do it. Yeah. Cause what's it going to hurt? Right. Yeah. Um, don't get uh, caught up in in comparing your projects with somebody else's project that they've done it a long time. Okay. Um, you <laughs> yeah. want to and 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 I know that's hard. I know that's absolutely hard, and I and I struggle with that. Um, you know, um, you're going to find your audience, your niche, um, your your style. You're not going to do it in the first episode. Hell, you're not even going to do it probably in the first year. Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. you do it on a on a month on a weekly, if you do it like a weekly show or a weekly podcast or a monthly podcast, like a, I mean, I could I could probably if I really really wanted to or tried to do, I could probably do my podcast on a weekly basis. But there's so many moving parts to it. There's no way in hell I could do it. Um, so that's why I, say, I go. Yeah, we have two to three episodes a month. Some, some will have more episodes per month. Some we don't. And then on lulls of episodes, I try to make sure I connect very well. Um, ask people for help to get yourself off the ground. Okay. Um, don't, don't be afraid to reach out and collaborate with other creators and other things. Um, a lot of people will turn your way because you're so brand new and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, keep building at it. And if you're, if you if you care enough, for something like you're doing, whether it's, you know, a project, a podcast, a a video, YouTube or whatever, if you, if you care enough for it and you put the time and energy into it, it's going to show from people. People are going to know that you care about it, the energy and whatnot. Um, you know, all you, all you can do is keep going. And then if there, if it, if it gets too much of a burden for some sort of reason, due to like money, energy, time or whatnot, don't be afraid to break away as well and give yourself a mental break and take, take a break, take a season break, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Um, You know, if what you're doing and creating is no longer fun for you and it feels like more of a job, then I don't think it's worth it. And to be honest, because then you're going to start losing something about it. And on the, and on the flip side, if you become more popular and you gain more listenership, sponsorships, things like that. Don't let those sponsorships change the way you want to perform. Um, a perfect example, I was a big fan of Epic Meal Time way back in the day when they first started <laughs> with those ridiculous yep. uh, 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 um, stuff, those videos. Then I got turned off real fast because then – Every product they made or every concoction they did was with their brand of stuff. 
Uh, and, and as much as I'm for brand integration, it just became a giant commercial. Yeah. yeah. And I and I and I lost interest in it. And it was all about how they wanted to pimp out their products, their sponsors' products, or what like like yeah. like that. Um, I I'm not saying don't take this don't take the money. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm also <laughs> saying that don't let the money dictate how you do your show. That's great advice. You know it. Yeah. it if if you if you want to keep doing you want to keep that energy that raw passion behind it people will float to that that honestly that realness and it shouldn't matter if you have one viewer or thousands of viewers if you make one dollar or thousands of dollars if what you're putting out is not real or as real as you could do it at this point in time people are going to find out and they're going to be turned off real fast. That's great advice. Awesome. That's, that's good advice. Not just for like podcasters or radio people too. Like you said, I, th I think that can apply to, you know, any, any creative outlet really. I, I, I think even, I mean, relating to us, like even as bands, like if you're starting out as a band, like you said, that, that one of the first things you said there, like struck out, struck home is, is, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to people <laughs> like you're going to get rejected so many times. I think even now, like, I guess you would consider us a slightly more established band. But like even now to like when we book a tour, I mean, we have more connections now in certain areas. But lots of times we have to go through towns or try and book a show in a place we haven't still haven't been to before or maybe have only been to once or twice. And it's still a few to several dozen emails before we get someone that says, yeah, we'll do the show. Like we'll have the show, you know, we'll put it on, like we'll do this or like, you know, a promoter that's willing to, to help make the show happen or a venue that's willing to even let you just play, you know? And, and so I, that's something that's, that's been a process for me is <laughs> having to learn like, you know what, just, just send the email anyway, just send the text anyway, just ask anyway, like, you you may get no, no's all across the board, but the, when you finally get that yes, or you finally do pull something off, it's going to feel even better then, but that's, yeah, that, that's great advice for anyone looking to, to start any kind of creative endeavor, I feel like. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being on with us today, and, and, uh, if, if people are looking to uh, to hear more from you and connect with you, where can they find you? You can check out the On The Radar podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's at On The Radar PC. Um, we are on all major podcast platforms. Um, so your Apple Podcasts, your Google Podcasts, your Spotify, your et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, subscribe through those and, you know, invite your friends and leave a comment if you can. It just helps us. And, you know, every, every connection you make, it will just better not only yourself but others. And uh, I, I'm, I'm deeply honored that you two have reached out to me and, and for me to be on the guest spot this time around yeah. and, uh, <laughs> flipping the and the flipping the script, which is always fine. Um, we'll we'll never... have to come back down and do something once things are back to normal. Done. Yeah. Let me know. We'll make something happen again. <laughs> awesome. More than happy to. Congratulations on all the success, guys. And uh, very happy and very honored that you guys took time out to talk to me. And I was able to talk to you guys. And I can't wait for more from you guys. For sure, man. So absolutely. All right. We dude. can't wait for you to hear the record. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, it's on the way. So, all right. Well, it was great talking again, and, and hopefully we'll be able to connect in person sometime soon. Absolutely. All right. See you soon. See you. See you, dude. Thank you for listening to the American Arson Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a positive comment or review. Connect with us online through Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, and check out AmericanArson.com for music, merch, and upcoming tour dates. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay inspired, stay positive, and keep creating.